Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and it is Marvel Unlimited Monday for the week of December 16th. Uh, there's a good smattering of comics this week, guys, so we're going to dive right in. Um, I didn't, I obviously read this one live. I've, I've sang a lot of praises about this one, so if you haven't read it or you were waiting Today is the day. Silver Surfer Black issue number one is on Marvel Unlimited. So feast your eyes on the beautiful art by Trad Moore and the wonderful writing by Donnie Cates. Uh, as well as uh, issue three of Symbiote Spider-Man for those of you guys following that series. Um, check that one out. The covers are always beautiful. The interiors are beautiful. Like I said last time, the stories are just, uh, it's, it's kind of a basic story, but, uh, it's worth it for the art. And, uh, the rest of these I'll just go into in regards to the ones that I actually read uh, as they came out. And so the first one was Age of X-Men, Apocalypse in the Extracts. This is by Tim Seeley with, uh, inks by Salva Espin. And, oh no, I'm sorry. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what am I talking about? But uh, this is issue number four of five. And this series, I, I've now relegated this as being my least favorite of all of this series. It doesn't really seem to be going anywhere. It's kind of meandering. And so this this issue, uh, we get to see the young little Apocalypse pretending to be a Captain America version of Apocalypse, which was pretty cool. I was, I was excited to see that. And he battles Omega Red. But by the end of the day, the big takeaway from this series or this issue is that um, uh, Apocalypse and Nate Gray are essentially in cahoots together. So Nate Gray told Apocalypse, he said, hey, I'm creating this brand new world. Like, I need you in it to be my enemy so that, you know, there's essentially another side, I guess, because I think people would probably question it if there wasn't. So it's a great distraction. So in that case, man, what a what a twist. But because I didn't see that coming. So that was the only cool thing that kind of came out of that. But what was interesting was, it dovetails really nicely into Marvelous X-Men issue five of five, which is another one where, uh, yeah, like I said, you know, they're getting to the point of I'm kind of ready for this series to be over, like this this whole entire Age of X-Men thing, and we're getting there. So this is the conclusion of it, and it's by Zach Thompson and Lonnie Nadler, along with uh, Marco Fiala on art. But the, by the end of this series, same thing, is they find out that Apocalypse is working with Nate Gray, and they confront Nate Gray, the X-Men do, and the end of this series says to be continued in the Age of X-Men Omega. So we'll see what that Omega is, and at the I almost wonder, I'm going to be curious, but I wonder if, uh, if you could just get away with reading Age of X-Men Alpha and Omega, and that's it. Uh, I would laugh pretty hard if that's the case because um, some of these stories have been good, though. And this Marvelous X-Men was certainly hit or miss, uh, more misses than hits, but uh, still an enjoyable read. So I'm glad I got to read them all at the same time. Um, like I was saying, you know, them coming out weekly, that's been great. But as I said, I'm just kind of glad that this we're, we are approaching the end game in regards to the Age of X-Men. Uh, but here's a fantastic story that I just read. I actually just read this a couple minutes ago, but this is Spider-Man Life Story, issue number four of six. This is by Chip Zdarsky and Mark Bagley on pencils. And this one takes place in the 90s, which is funny because the 90s was all about the clone saga and the clone conspiracy, all the clone stuff. And he really hammers that in in this one. So um, 
And this is definitely probably, not definitely probably, but it is one of my favorite reads of the week. Um, so in this issue, and we'll discuss some spoilers on this one, but in this issue, um, Spider-Man, Peter Parker is now older. He was running Parker Industries, and it kind of starts with Tony Stark is trying to buy his company, and he doesn't want to sell. But we get to this point where Dr. Octopus is trying to coax Peter uh, and, and get him, catch him, and he does, and I, uh, Dr. Octopus is really old, which is kind of funny to see, but um, he gets him, and he actually captures Ben Riley as well, who's now old as well, like Peter, they're probably in their 50s or something, but um, he reveals that Peter Parker was the clone all along, and in reality, Ben Riley was the Peter Parker, and I think that kind of happens in the clone series as well, but what's interesting is is in this one, they take a completely different turn on it. So they, they end up defeating Dr. Octopus, and in the process, uh, Harry Osborn dies protecting them. But he, Peter Parker's like, hey man, like the, the, the science checks out, you know, I am the clone, so I'm giving you my life, like take it, here's, here's a pamphlet, here's not a pamphlet, but here's like a document with all the stuff that's been going on in my life, so you can just assume my life, you deserve it. And so they do, they kind of switch places, and, and by the end of this series, he, he makes one final pit stop to essentially um, not beat up Norman Osborn, but he finds Norman Osborn, old, old man, he's on the he's on the brink, and he's kind of chiding him and saying, you know, you, you I can't believe you would do this, and he's like, I can't believe you would screw with the data to make it seem like I was the clone when I'm not, and he's like, ha ha ha, like, clever boy. And so you're like, oh, so Peter was Peter the entire time. So he he did this because he wants to stop being Spider-Man. And it was the best excuse for him, too, because he couldn't do it. Like, with great power comes great responsibility. He couldn't give up. And so uh, Norman Osborn tries to kill him but can't and ends up actually dying of a heart attack, which was great because uh, you don't see that very often of a, you know, a villain just dying of natural causes. And so he leaves and uh, abandons his post, if you will, and the last scene is him going to find Mary Jane and the kids, and he sort of, I think, is ready to go back to that life and to give up being a superhero, but will that stick? We still have two more issues to go, but it's just been, it's been a great ride. I've been really enjoying that series. Uh, next up is, let's scroll through, oh yeah, I read Ironheart, issue number seven, that was pretty good, it was a, it's a one and done story, and I'll tell you this much, uh, this will be my last Ironheart issue that I'm gonna read, I've been, I mean, they're, they're one and dones at this point, and now I know the series is gonna end at 12, so if I do wanna read it, I'm gonna just wait for, up till issue 12, so I can read them all at once, but it was a story about, uh, zombies, essentially, and, uh, some sort of, not necessarily a queen of the zombies, but Ironheart, and Wasp, uh, uh, Nadia Pym, are kind of fighting and tackling them, and by the end of it, they win, so that was nice, um, but like I said, it, it, it was a good series to start, but I'm just kind of falling off it, and that's just due to lack of interest, so next up is Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, issue number seven by Tom Taylor, and new art by, um, who is the, the artist, Ken Lashley, which is it not the same as Juan Cabal at all, but still good, this was a really good story, about Aunt May and um, you know how good of a person she is, how she's kind of trained, not trained Peter, but just raised him right, her and Uncle Ben. And uh, by the end of this, uh, she's kind of reopening the Feast Center, which is sort of a, 
um, a halfway house or a shelter sort of place where people can come who you know, are needy or homeless. And uh, it's just a really cool story. So if you've been reading Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man or if you haven't been reading it, I would really check it out. It's still a good jumping on point. Obviously, you know, Aunt May has cancer. So if you didn't know that, there's your spoiler. But other than that, it's a quick jumping on point. And it is. It really is. It, especially after the first six issues, this is a nice fresh start in terms of there's there's not really an idea of what's taking place now, what the plot's going to be. But it was just a good story about Aunt May and Peter. So uh, in that sense, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great issue. Uh, I read uh, I read a couple spot. Actually, no, I read the whole thing for uh, the Punisher issue number twelve, which is also by Matthew Rosenberg with ink by uh, Simon Kudransky. And this was good. This 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 series is so violent. It's really violent. Um, there's a scene in here where he stabs a guy in the face with a knife, and you can see like they draw it out, which is pretty crazy. But he uh, is kind of coming back after everything for, that happened in Baglia. And um, so he's on an island, and he eventually ends up... I mean, the whole premise of this story is kind of setting up the next story. This is the first... This is part one, and, and basically it's him escaping and uh, getting finally getting back to New York City. And at that time, it looks like Baron Zemo is going to be meeting with Kingpin, which is uh, exciting in its own right, because I, this series... I, I'm glad I jumped on when I did. I'm really enjoying it. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next issue on that one for sure. Oh, other other one that I've already read that came out this week, the newest issue of Venom, Venom issue number 15 by Donnie, uh, actually not by Donnie Cates. That's by, uh, yeah, Cullen, Cullen Bunn along with Eben Coelho on art. Uh, who's also doing the the Venom art now. So if you're digging that, or I mean, I guess if you're digging the art now, it means you probably read 15 already. But um, for those of you that haven't, this Venom series has been nothing short of fantastic. So um, I think this may be the last issue. It is actually, yes, it's the last issue of the War of the Realms Venom. So next month's is going to be Venom 16, which starts the um, kind of the beginnings of this whole absolute carnage thing. So we've got a couple months too for absolute carnage to now come onto Marvel Unlimited. So that'll be exciting. Um, Immortal Hulk. Oh man, Immortal Hulk issue number nineteen by Al Ewing and Joe Bennett. Wow. So this this one serves two different purposes. Two different stories are told in this Immortal Hulk issue. So there's Bruce Banner or the Hulk, and he's fighting this this new and improved, or some might say deproved. Uh, abomination who is just the body horror in this in this series and especially in this issue is crazy he um the abomination guy's got like three different heads inside of his claws on his face and hulk like tries to punch him in his mouth and acid starts burning it basically burns his arms off and so by the end of this issue he's got no arms or legs <laughs> and so the second the second part of the story is uh i was gonna say jennifer Connolly, but uh betty ross she uh she became this weird bird type creature uh which is, is probably because she's got some sort of hulk stuff in her uh, they have not really dived into what's going on with her so this is more of like a we're just kind of going with it at this point. And so she's this demon bird. And she shows up, does some really cool fighting. And the whole issue is kind of narrated by her as well. But she 
She's trying to, you'd think she's trying to save the Hulk, but the Hulk's now no arms and no legs, and she shows up, and she literally rips his heart out and eats it, is in the process of eating it. So I don't know where this is going, but like I, I've said this every single time, every issue seems to up the ante and make things more and more crazy. So I have no idea where this is going to go next, but I'm here for the ride, and I'm going to be sticking with it. So Immortal Hulk issue number 19, that's a must-read. Along with actually a really enjoyable, amazing Spider-Man issue number 23, which is by Nick Spencer and Cliff Rathburn. Uh, great art, and uh, really enjoyed reading this. And that's funny, it says Cliff Rathburn, but I'm going to have to double check on this. I could have sworn it was Ryan Otley's art. It has to be, there's no way. Um, yeah, Ryan, okay, Cliff Rathburn's doing the inks. Ryan Otley is on pencils, but... This is the epilogue for this amazing Spider-Man Hunted. So we are now reached the point where I uh, I had read and done that review of the Hunted storyline. This was the only story of it that I didn't read. And it was kind of nice reading it a little afterwards. So it was like a reminder of what happened. It kind of recapped everything, showed where everyone was, and some hints to the future. And there are very few hints. Obviously, Craven's son is now assuming the mantle of Craven. So that's cool. That's great. And... Um, also, the chameleon makes a surprise appearance at the end, along with a little bit more on this uh, kindred person. No, not kindred. It's, uh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kindred. Um, is that weird guy with the centipedes. Uh, we still don't really know who that is. There's rumors that it maybe is like Harry Osborn or something, but I, I don't, I'm not subscribing to any rumors on this story. And I've been really fortunate to avoid any spoilers on it. So now we are back to reviewing Amazing Spider-Man, which I'm really glad to be doing because I love Spidey. He's one of my favorites. And uh, I've had to wait now for, what was that? Probably like four months to um, start talking about it again since we did that review. So that was great. Um, there's also a couple of other ones on here that I didn't read just for shout outs. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, As Guardians of the Galaxy. There's some more of the Realms tie-ins too, those ones included, and also Giant Man. Um, but yeah, I I know you, you guys may have noticed I haven't been doing a lot of the War of the Realms ones. I just, the ones that I read were not interesting to me. It was weird. I, I was really, really looking forward to it. And... I'm the kind of person where when I start something, I have to finish it, and uh, I don't think that should be the case with comics. I feel like I, I, I mean, it's part of the, a guilt thing that I carry where it's like, oh, you know, if I, I start it, I, I need to finish it, or I'm going to feel guilty that I left something undone, but if a comic is, or anything in general, really, is not making you happy, you shouldn't do it anymore. And um, and so I was like, you know what, I'm just not going to read these War of the Realms tie-ins, it's okay. And uh, it's been fine, so I, I don't feel like I've been missing out at all, and uh, War of the Realms is almost over anyway, there's only one more issue of it. And uh, yeah, so that one's done, and along with hopefully all these tie-ins, and then we're going to have a nice breather for probably a month before Absolute Carnage starts and the tie-ins come thick and fast for that, although... And I, I said it for War of the Realms, but I'm actually really excited for the Absolute Carnage tie-ins just because I heard really good things about them. And there's a bunch of them that I'm really looking forward to reading, like the uh, Immortal Hulk one. There's a Captain Marvel one. And uh, there's a couple more. But um, yeah, so we're getting into an exciting time now as the year wraps up for um, House of X, Powers of X are coming out along with uh, the Absolute Carnage stuff. Again, those ones, you can find those reviews on... 
uh, on this podcast. Uh, if you kind of go backwards, all of the House of X and Absolute Carnage have been reviewed as I read those ones live. But for those of you that are following along on Marvel Unlimited, just know they are on the horizon. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. But that's going to do it for us here at Comics and Cinema today. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thanks so much for listening, and enjoy reading these comics. Thank you.